Coming up today on the Lead to Succeed podcast. Don't give up. Don't listen to the naysayers. Keep on pushing and you'll see success. I, I have no doubt. You have a good idea. You have a good concept. You push and you push. You don't listen to anyone like the horse. Focus. Don't look right. Don't look left. Just focus on the prize. And you push and you push. Don't stop because you can do it. Do you want to learn the tricks that top leaders use to get the most out of themselves and their teams? Well, Naftali Hoff is here to help lead to succeed. Picks the brains of top leaders to learn about their challenges, insights, and best practices. Here's Naftali. Hello, Lead to Succeed Nation. It's Naftali Hoff, and welcome to Lead to Succeed, episode 86. This episode is sponsored by the Impactful Business Leadership Mastermind. The Mastermind brings, brings together hungry entrepreneurs and business owners who want to scale their business, get their toughest problems solved, learn best practices, and build their networks. Learn more at impactfulcoaching.com forward slash BLM. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Avi Klinger. Avi is the CEO of HomeCore Site Safety, a New York-based safety audit company that provides outside inspection services on construction sites. This ensures that developers and contractors won't face unforeseen work stoppages. HomeCore is also the largest provider of superintendents, competent people, and site safety plans, which are New York City requirements for all mid-sized construction projects. Though Avi's talented and vision, through Avi's talented and visionary leadership, HomeCore has expanded its operations into Florida. Avi's passion for business is contagious and is a big factor behind his successes. Despite his busy schedule, Avi maintains a community presence and seeks to help others. Avi, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hey, Anastoli, how are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So everyone's got a backstory, and I know yours is really interesting. In fact, I know it was featured recently uh, in one of the magazines that I read. Uh, and so I'm curious to know, help my, my listeners, you know, Lead to Succeed Nation, help us all better understand who you are and how you got to where you are today. Absolutely. Uh, my career has uh, always been in the construction industry, technology, actual hands on the ground. Um, and basically in 2014, I realized that there was a certain level of protection that commercial developers, multifamily developers didn't have in the industry. And that was a, a third eye, uh, a company that would go around, take a look and see what's missing, what's wrong from the standpoint of safety, and to report on it and show the owners of these projects. This is what's missing. This could lead to really, really bad things. Someone could trip, they get killed, whatever, they get really hurt. Yeah. The Department of Buildings could come around and give you violations. Um, so I started pro providing these inspections and it wasn't mandated at, at all. These were just, uh, it was a common sense um, device, if you will, that uh, developers saw a tremendous need for and they're willing to pay for it. Um, and what happened was in 2016, the New, York, the New York City Department of Buildings actually mandated in essence what I was doing. Uh, which is really a fantastic thing. So it went from uh, a luxury to a mandate, uh, if you will. And then from that point forward, since we were already ahead of the game, we were first to market even before this ordinance came out. And that, because in essence, that, that's what we were doing. We were then automatically first to market in the mandated part. So um, we got everyone licensed uh, to be superintendents, which is one of the services that we offer. Um, that's now necessary as per the Department of Building since 2016, 17, um, and multiple other services. And uh, 
requirements that we help the developer, mid-level developers fill in order to uh, be in compliance with Department of Building Ordinances. Got it. Interesting. Yeah. So I'd love to, you know, unpack some of what you just said, because, you know, I, I've heard many times you don't necessarily have to be the best, but it's always the best to be the first. So sometimes you luck into that, which is what it sounds like in your case, Avi. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, you just have this idea, this vision, and the world comes around to it a little bit later. So uh, talk us through that a little bit. Is that something that you saw coming? that you thought would actually be required? Is it something you just felt, I know you indicated before that you thought it was good common sense and common practice, but did you have any insight whatsoever that you'd be able to in some way really scale this up because at some point there would be um, legislation behind it and that would you know throw a lot of fuel on what you were doing? It wasn't even a thought. Um, the uh, concept that I had uh, emanated from a pure, um, ability to look around the industry that I was in, uh, which was a, I was a project manager for a developer and noticed that there, there's just certain protections and um, inspections that needed to be performed that weren't getting performed that would be able to uh, prevent these developers from, again, safety issues, workmanship issues, um, and, and, and whatnot. So it was actually a surprise when this happened. Um, and it was a welcome surprise. Going on your question of, um, whether or not you know just being the first to market is what got us to where we are uh the answer is no um being first to market as well as providing a fantastic service obviously uh is what got us there um it was almost like those first few years of doing these inspections as a luxury trained us to be in a position to provide an even more important important service to these developers which had to be perfect every single time otherwise it could lead to violations stop work orders uh, and other things that um, are, are not are not too pretty that can happen in the industry. Yeah, I can so, imagine having yeah having the right back end, having the right um, you know ability and the right staff uh, in the field. The the, the uh, superintendents that we hire uh, to perform these inspections are a lot of them are ex Department of Building inspectors, which is really really important. And um, it was very exciting to us when we hired our first one, and it expanded from there. And you know, they used to give the violations and now they're preventing the violations from happening. So it was a pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that is pretty, pretty cool, cool. That is pretty cool. It kind of reminds me of uh, some other things, but I'll, I'll, I'll stay with this for the moment because I'm thinking you've got a lot of people out in the field, like you talked about, a lot of people to manage. You're very, very concerned, understandably so, that everything go just right because obviously you've got real dollars at stake if people are going to be um, cited in any way. How, how do you find, Avi, the best way to manage um, what's largely a remote workforce, right? Because that, that's a big challenge, you know, today, I think, um, more so than ever with so many people logging in from home or, or just working remotely. Uh, what advice would you give to, to business owners, to leaders who want to get the most out of their people, but can't, you know, just put an arm around their shoulder or just kind of like have that proximity and yet they still want to create that relationship and more important, importantly, make sure that the right work is being done. So a couple of things here. Um, there are certain services that I haven't spoke about, spoken about yet that um, would be one method of, of you know, keeping on top of them. Uh, and we'll, we'll start with the one that I mentioned first, which is the superintendent. Um, these are all professionals. Um, them being on top of their game is just as important for them as it is for us. Uh, however, on top of that, we do make sure that 
we're they're checking in on a continual basis. How do we know that they're checking in and doing the job? Because every project that we're on has a site-specific WhatsApp chat. So as we see these chats populate, we know that they're doing their job. Um, I tend to be very hands-off from the standpoint of being micromanaging and being on top of these guys. Um, like I said, from, from that point of view, it's, it's relatively easy for us because a lot of these guys are, well, they're, they're, they're 1099 employees and they actually work for themselves and it's their license that's on the line as superintendent. So they have to be on top of the game. However, what I can advise, uh, and, and which is pretty interesting and how we stay on top of another, um, staffing service that we offer, there's a position called a competent person that the department of buildings also um, has now mandated on, on uh, developers. And this is a group of people that are not as reliable, if you will, as these professionals um, that are the superintendents. So superintendents have been in the industry for 15 years and they have tons of licenses and, and all that stuff. Like I said, they know what they need to do. Um, this competent person position is a position where one day a person can show up and the next day the person might not be there. Um, so my answer in regard to how do you keep track of people like that, which is really the only thing I could speak to, um, are systems and redundancies. And I'll give an example, we have an entire back office dedicated to making sure that the competent people show up on site every day on time. Here's the idea, or here's the deal with the competent people. If a competent person is not the first one on site, you cannot start construction for the day. If a competent person leaves during the day, you have to stop construction. Um, if the Department of Building comes and there's no competent person on site, that's it. You shut down, stop work order, tens of thousands of dollars to find. So how do we go ahead and make sure this is a uh, service that people can go ahead and rely on? Well, like I said, we have this back office. It's starting at 5.30 in the morning. The back office starts reaching out to these people from Israel. We have uh, an office over there that has uh, th these people that go ahead and make these phone calls. Um, as it gets closer to 6, 6.30, if we haven't heard from any of these individuals, we then start making the calls from here. And as we touch base with them and confirm with them that they're going to be on the site for that day, um, you know, basically we, we check them off. If someone has not responded to us, we have a pool of individuals that we can pick from, replacements, if you will, that we can get on site, on time, every single day. So one of the things we pride ourselves on, especially in that kind of a a service, which is so important, um, is that we actually guarantee our clients that someone will be there every single day on time. And it's so crucial because they can't start working until that person is there. So it's the system and the redundancy. The system is keeping track, being on top of them, phone calls, making sure they're going to be on site. The redundancy is in case they don't show up, we have a pool of people right behind them. Nice. So it seems like you've got people all over the place. <clears throat> so I'm going to come back yeah. to that other question, the, the piece on relationships. I know it doesn't necessarily connect with all of the components you described before, but relationships is obviously a critical piece in everything you do in transparency and in making sure people are in the right places, doing the right kind of work. So what are your secrets for building relationships, especially when you can't see people? Because I know you're, I've interacted with you. I know you're just a, a warm kind of person to be around. How do you exude that warmth when you're not there? How do you connect with people? What are some of your secrets? Um, well, I'll be honest with you. You know, I may come across as a warm guy, which I can be. I could also be pretty tough. Um, when I speak with these individuals, it's just a matter of establishing that you have 
a position to fill, and that position is very crucial to the company, and we pay them very, very well. Very, very strong and keen on making sure you have the right people in the right places um, and, and that you pay them, uh, which is so key to getting the job done as far as I'm concerned. I've had tremendous success with it, um, and it takes time to find the right person, but over the course of the years, we have found them. So the relationship is, is, is twofold. Number one, again, you know, these are people who are very happy with their position with the company. We make almost everyone you speak to, and I could say this without speaking to anyone, because thank God I'm at a point where I don't know if I can speak with anyone over the course of any period of time in this company, or it's just really a matter of them being happy where they are um, and providing a service back to us and us taking care of them. And it, it, it's a two-way street. I, you know, that, that's the best way that I can, I can put it for you. Okay. So yeah, and that's great. So uh, it's interesting because a lot of companies, a lot of businesses have really struggled to find people during COVID, whether it's through unemployment or other considerations, people's health. Um, what's been your experience there and how have you managed to continue to fill your positions when so many others are struggling? So it's not so easy to fill positions. Uh, to get to the right person takes a ton of time. Um, but what I could tell you to give an example of why, when we do hire people, they stay with us. And again, these are the people that also help find positions, um, people to fill positions. I'll give you an example during COVID, no one had jobs. However, the real estate industry, the, the construction industry, um, had a, a freebie, if you will, which is that where if you had 30% of any building being built, was affordable housing, then you'd be allowed to continue building up that, uh, that, that project. So um, a lot of our guys had that. A lot of our customers had that. And we were very lucky with that. Um, but nonetheless, business is down 70%. We were able to maneuver ourselves so that not anyone of the entire 95, 100 people, whatever it is right now, lost their job. Um, and even, yeah, they, they had to take cuts. Um, and uh, so did we, but you know, so many people like positions were just canceled out in other companies, and you know, people were actually grateful for taking a tremendous cut in their in their work and their job and their pay, um, just to know that they had a job after all this, um, you know, came what was over, and uh, that's something that we're very proud of, and that no one lost a job, everyone got paid on time every single time, um, and. It was at a reduced rate, no question, uh, but nonetheless, they um, they were able to uh, maintain their job. And once things started opening up, I think it was June 2020, um, you know, full pay came back into effect within a month or so. Um, and then it was like it never happened. Yeah. And I think that that piece you mentioned before about how people people remember oftentimes the things that not necessarily that we consider insignificant, but may not be the exact same things that we're focused on. And the fact that you were able to keep them afloat, you know, give them a job, hold on to their position, let them know that better days, better days are coming and that, and that you're not forsaking them. That's a big deal because when you're yeah, doing also, Yeah. So I, I'm sorry about that. I just to say one other thing, constant communication with them, you know, support by, by dollars is one thing, but support by words is, is something which is just important. If not, um, you know, being transparent with them, uh, you know, keeping them abreast of, of things that were going on and, you know, all the things that we would find out in regard to when we knew the industry or thought the industry was going to open up. And even before that, just, hey, 
every every week getting on a, a Zoom call with so many guys. Um, and just again, hey guys, we appreciate you. No one's losing the job. We're here. We're making it through. I mean, to this day, people are thanking us. Our guys are thanking us. And, and again, even before this, people love to work for the company, like I said before. But even even at that point, and even before uh, COVID happened, um, like I said, they, they love the job. And after it happened, and they saw how we kept them, um, kept them going, and they were able to bring something home to their family when others were just sitting home, like really distraught and, and not having a job. I mean, to this day, we get thank yous. And, and, and it's whatever, I, th I think it's an accomplishment and it's something that we're very, very proud of um, that we're able to, uh, to maintain that. Yeah. yeah, I would be proud of that too. That sounds fantastic. Mm -hmm. And people ultimately remember how you make them feel. And if you're getting on those Zoom calls and you're having those conversations, and of course you're keeping their jobs existent and uh, paying them, whatever that is, they'll remember that, you know, for a really long time, because in times of crisis, you know, oftentimes the, the non-leaders run, you know, people who have themselves, their, their own selfish interests first, they'll, they'll run right out the door and they'll leave everybody behind and let, you know, whatever happens, happens. But the true leadership, are the individuals who put others first and recognize that the only way to get through this is with the, the collective success of my team, especially if you have a long-term vision. So kudos to you for, for, for making that happen. And um, on the other hand, on the other hand, so that sounds like a success, but as I ask all of my guests, I want to hear about failures too, because at the end of the day, the great leaders are not, you know, we don't just show up and, and, and achieve greatness right away. It takes time. It takes, it takes better moments and it also takes many lesser moments. So, so talk us through a leadership failure uh, in your career and, and what you've learned from it. Uh, sure. Now, do you want this to be within this company or? No, my no. Career, career anywhere, anywhere in your learning curve, anywhere in your career. Or even before. So the, first thing that, the first thing that comes to mind is um, in 2006, six, seven, eight, nine, I guess. Um, I had a, uh, a, a development company and we were basically buying houses and knocking them down and building mini mansions. Okay. And this was right before and during and after the data just said the, the, the bubble, uh, put millions and millions of dollars of borrowed money, own money and partners and whatever the case is into these houses. Um, houses were selling for crazy numbers and we were doing very well. And then the bubble hit and literally we lost everything, millions of dollars. Um, so, you know, in regard to the failure, that wasn't necessarily um, a result of any action that I took other than I bought into the height of the market, but you, you never know. And um, if, if you don't shoot the puck, you'll never score. So um, that's something which I, I don't really regret from the standpoint of the decision to do it. The result is another thing, but, what happened afterwards is really what was so important, which is that I took a step back. I took the blows. I got back up. I raised a million dollars and I started another company. Um, and that's something that, you know, I feel is important. And, and that, that follows through, I guess, to today where I learned from the lesson that I, I kind of answered. In other words, it, it was a big failure. It was a big fall for me. Uh, what I realized is that you got to get back up. It, it, you know, it, it's temporary. You did it once. You can do it again from the standpoint of, of, of making a living and, and, and um, providing for your family. Um, I chose to be an entrepreneur. I've had multiple companies. 
and that that comes with the territory. So, um, you know, they, they they say that when when things are tough, that's when you really grow. Yeah. Um, and 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 that was a tremendous growth period for me, um, and it allowed me to. It, it hurt, believe me, it hurt a lot, but it allowed me to go ahead and and take that step back and take some time off, and then and then start. Like I said, this this that other company, the next company, if you will. But it it came through to today, which is that look, you know, there are always going to be um, drawbacks and there's going to be issues that you deal with on a daily basis. And you know, as a leader, you need to have thick skin. Um, you, you need to portray confidence on a continual basis. There's no question. I know I do that um, for my team, for the company, um, in good times and bad. Uh, you know, people that work for you, that their um, livelihood is dependent upon you they need to look and see a confident person that they can feel excited to come to work every day because they know that they're being taken care of. Um, so maybe that didn't answer the question exactly from the standpoint of, you know, what failures leadership wise I may have had here. Uh, but I did give you an example of something that happened that allowed me to become a better leader today. Yeah. And I think, you know, you hit on a couple of critical pieces that leaders do need. Number one, the ability to get back up because we all fall down. And, um, and it's continuous, right? Sometimes the failures are big and, 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 and on massive scale, millions of dollars. Sometimes they're more subtle, a failed relationship or something else, a broken piece, you know, broken trust. But the ability to get up and say, I'm not intrinsically broken. I can get through this. I've succeeded in the past. And then to have enough, uh, I guess you'd say thick skin, like you also indicated, you know, to believe in yourself and to know that failure is temporary and that with time, you will, if you believe in what you have the capacity to do, and you are, are really out there, one of the things that you're just it's kind of like coming to me as you're talking, or as you were, as I'm reflecting on what you said, is that you have a sense of purpose, right? You have a sense of why. And what is that? In addition to making money for yourself and growing your business, you've got a, a, a group of people every day that are showing up, that are relying on you to be their anchor. You know, they're relying on you to be their foundation. And so that's, that's, you know, on the one hand, a huge responsibility. On the other hand, it could be very uh, empowering and galvanizing because like, you know, I got so many people to take care of. I can't have an off day in that sense. Um, so that's really neat. And I, and I really do appreciate you sharing that. Um, I, I'm sure there's a lot more to unpack, but I do want to, at this point, pivot to our rapid fire. Um, and at this point, I'm asking you to think back, Avi, to, your, to yourself at the age of 25. And now, as you're looking back, you know, decades later with your advice, your experience, one piece of advice you would share with your 25-year-old self? Um, I would, don't, don't give up. If you, have, if you have the belief in what you're doing, just don't give up. Don't listen to the naysayers. Nice. Okay. The second one is a quote that you think of often and live by. doesn't have to be exact. Um, yeah, um, the, the only ones that don't fail, are the ones that don't try, um, nice. roughly because some, I, I think it was Albert Einstein. It's definitely, I'm not Einstein, so I definitely don't remember exactly what it was, but I think, I think, I think Wayne Gretzky once said, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Right. I, I, I touched on that one before and got you that did. one wrong also. So ah, whatever. No, it's but, all but, good. It's all good. So yeah. long as, so long as you're, 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 you're walking the walk. That's all that matters. And of course, right. with so much going on, being productive is such a critical piece. Um, tell us, please, Avi, a, product, a productivity tip that helps you to get more done. Um, you have to delegate things. Um, 
like like I like I mentioned before, you, you need to get the minutia off your table. Uh, once you have to deal with the minutia, you, you're you're stuck. You you cannot go on to the bigger things. I'm all about working verticals in this company, um, and I need as much time freed up as possible. So one of the tenets that I stand by is that people that are busy are more likely to get whatever you need done for them, even if it's additional work. You always give the people that are busy the more work because they're already busy, as opposed to trying to give, give it to someone who hasn't really uh, uh, come come you know close to that. But again, it goes back to delegation and making sure that no matter what, the time that I need to work on my verticals, which thank God are, are numerous right now, um, is off my desk. So don't don't deal with the minutia. If you're first starting out as an entrepreneur, you have to deal with everything. But once you get to the point where, um, you know, you don't need to do that anymore and you can delegate it, the second you get to that point, you do it because it'll allow you to spend more time on the more important things. Love it. Okay. So tell Lead to Succeed Nation, please, Avi, where they can reach you, how they can learn more about you, about your work, about your company, and make that connection. Sure. Um, so I have no problem giving out my cell phone number. I'm, I'm more than happy for people to give me a call and, and, and ask questions. I thank God I've had a, few um, speaking engagements, um, helping people with, with entrepreneurship and motivation. So I'd be happy to speak to anyone. Um, I can be reached at 917-780-5496. My email address is aklinger at homecorereps.com, H-O-M-E-C-O-R-E-R-E-P-S.com. And uh, you guys can check us out at... Um, homecoresafety.com as well. Nice. Okay. So people I'm sure are going to take advantage of that. I'm sure your phone is going to be ringing I hope so. off, off the hook soon. Uh, if I can even spell so. off the hook anymore. Anyway, so before we let you go, Avi, you've given us so much. One final life lesson, please. Don't give up. Don't listen to the naysayers. Keep on pushing and you'll see success. I, I have no doubt. You have a good idea. You have a good concept. You push and you push. And you don't listen to anyone like the horse. Focus. Don't look right. Don't look left. Just focus on the prize. And you push and you push. Don't stop because you can do it. Awesome. All right, Avi, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I know I've gotten to know you over the years and really more recently even to develop a deeper relationship, but this was absolutely on fire. Thank you so very much for your wisdom, for your insights, for your inspiration. And uh, I hope that your message will continue to resonate. And on behalf of everyone here at Lead to Succeed, thank you really for, um, for, for, just, for just being you. Hey, I, I appreciate that. And um, I wanted to recommend the book that I gave to everyone. It's called Becoming the New Boss. Um, I don't know. I don't know who the author would it be, is. Would it be this one? Would it be this one? Oh, my God, it's you. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm plugging you on your program. Look at there that. There you go. There you go. But anyway, my pleasure. Absolutely. I appreciate you uh, having me. It was a lot of fun and uh, I wish everyone a lot of success. You got it. Bye-bye now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and for investing in yourself so that you can lead to succeed. Before you go, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Your feedback gives the show more social proof and encourages more folks to listen. 